0: Hi, I'm Jennifer Z, and welcome to the Jennifer Z Plant Based and Happy podcast. Here's what you can expect from listening to Jennifer Z Plant Based and Happy. My true passion is all about helping educate you, the listener, on food, fitness, and wellness. I educate through my own story and experiences on a multitude of topics, including inflammatory conditions, women's health, plant based nutrition, fitness, and mindfulness. It's designed to teach you how you can become your most powerful self every single day. From interviews with today's top health, fitness, wellness, and spiritual experts, this podcast is a fun and happy atmosphere. So sit back and enjoy some of the amazing interviews that I have with experts and people who have completely transformed their lives through plant-based nutrition, fitness, and wellness. And if you love this podcast and would love to see it grow with even more incredible episodes, you now have the opportunity to support the Jennifer Z podcast by visiting jenniferz.com forward slash podcast. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-Z-E-E dot com forward slash P O D C A S T. This helps me amp up the podcast. Finding more incredible guests while increasing the number of episodes being published. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Jennifer Z community. Today on the Jennifer Z Plant Based and Happy podcast, i have jen kong she's the owner of parallel fitness studio a personal training studio voted best fitness center by the community of richmond hill canada she's a kinesiologist alumni from university of toronto a personal trainer and a muscle activation techniques specialist jen has worked with people of all ages from athletes to clients with ms parkinson's disease lyme's disease stroke, surgery recovery, injury, joint replacement, and arthritis among others. She has an exceptional understanding of not just the physical activity, but the biomechanical and human anatomy, and uses all of that to create workouts that build you up instead of break you down. As a mom of twins, she understood firsthand postpartum how body aches and pain can affect everyday performance and has been since an advocate of a less is more philosophy. She focuses on finding weak underused muscles that aren't firing optimally and strengthening those to create a more balanced muscular system. Every workout is dictated by the client's body and structural needs and not based on protocols or even the latest trends Jen's proudest accomplishments are her twin girls who are adorable and the time that she went backstage and did an MAT treatment session on Phil Cullen Def Leppard's lead guitarist and his wife during their concert in Toronto I'm super excited to have Jen on the show because first of all she's amazing and I want to share how muscle activation techniques really work and how they put the body back into balance. And also she and I have a connection because she treats me. So when I do my crazy workouts, uh, I get to go see Jen and she puts my body back together. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy Podcast. Hi.
1: How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be on. A little backstory about how Jen and I met. We actually met through my father-in-law. And she began treating me for, I think it was like a shoulder injury first, some shoulder issues and maybe a wrist issue. And now like all the other issues that pop up because I like to abuse my body in the gym. But I was just so intrigued by what she was doing that I actually ended up taking the Jumpstart beginner MAT course, which is like, Jen has taken all of these courses leading up to where she is now. So she is like, well more versed in MAT than I ever will be. Um, But I learned a great deal about MAT, which is muscle activation techniques. And I learned how it can help beyond just problems of sports injury and certain things like that, just like physical stuff. So I thought, what better way to share MAT with my listeners than to have Jen on to chat about all of its amazingness um, and just share some of her insights on it as well. So, Jen, why don't, you start by, why don't you start by sharing your story leading up to how you discovered muscle activation technique and then maybe why MAT piqued your interest so much?
1: Sure. Um, I, I found MAT through my friend who was doing his placement um, during our third year of kinesiology at U of T. Um, he was doing his placement at core strength and he was very intrigued by it and he was telling me about it. And at the same time, I was doing my placement doing personal training in the gym at U of T. And you know how everything in line lines up and everything's just lines up properly. Um, I, felt, I feel like that's what happened because on top of all that, I was studying RTS, which is short for resistance training specialist, mm-hmm. which in summary just teaches you how to use the rules of science to break down exercises. So we're understanding how force, biomechanics, and anatomy all come together to make the exercise. So when I was um, with the clients at the gym, you know, like how when you're doing um, an exercise and the person's shoulder keeps popping up. Yeah. And keep telling the person, keep, keep it down, keep it down. And it doesn't matter how many times you tell the person that. They can't. But no, they can't. And I couldn't understand why. And I hated that I couldn't fix it. So that's when I I think what my friend was explaining to me that MET was all about, I was like, I think that's what it, what would actually help and that's where it fits in. And so I went with him to core
0: strength and then it all started going from there. That's the one thing that I thought was really cool about it because there's so, you know, especially when you're working out and they're like, you know, um, chest up or stick your your bum out and some people just simply can't because their body is so imbalanced and so messed up so that's the that's the one thing that I thought was super cool about MAT because it shows you how to correct that. Right. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about what exactly MAT is because I'm sure some people are like, because even for me, I was like, it is a mystery how this is all happening (laughs) until I actually took the beginner course, but I'm like way behind you in education for MAT. So maybe let's talk a little bit about what exactly is it and, um, Hmm. and how it differs from certain practices. Cause I know some people try to compare it to like chiropractic work and stuff stuff like that right kind of where it, it's still pretty different so so maybe kind of compare those two
1: right I think people compare them maybe because we're all in um, any therapy is pretty much our goal going towards the same goal mm-hmm. uh, making the body better but um I guess it's the route that we're taking that's the most difference and MET. the whole process is really just evaluating your muscles' ability to contract efficiently. Yeah. So we start with a CAM, which is short for a Comparative Assessment of Mobility, which is really just a fancy word for saying we're comparing your right side to your left side because the body was designed to be symmetrical. And the CAM is like the GPS of the body. So it guides you to where tightness is and where potential weaknesses are. And that's what we're really interested in. We want to go to the root of the issue of why there's tightness and why there's pain. Because pain is really just a symptom. It's your body telling you that, hey, something is up and you need to pay attention and you need to do something about that. So first we get to know where the potential tightness is and then we use muscle testing to um, pretty much test that theory. So if the muscle is firing and is essentially plugged in or online, then the you would be able to resist that muscle test. If not, and you've gone through that, like it feels like you, you're really trying hard to think about it, but it's just not connected. It's just not there. So to go from there and think of, you know, like you want to try to strengthen that muscle in an exercise. That's why we really can't put the shoulder down. That's why you can't squat properly if, you know, like balance, you kind of go to one
0: side because these muscles are just not plugged in. So we- And they're overcompensating for it. Yeah. 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 Well, so one of the misconceptions that I had, and I think a lot of people have, if they know anything about MAT or if they're just starting to learn about it is where the pain is may not exactly be where the muscle weaknesses is that true
1: totally true
0: and um another one is where um that we
1: think of tightness as the actual bad thing right i think that's the main that's the main thing that i liked about met from the beginning was that it really explained where the difference is when we were trying to really work on that tightness the tightness being like actually a protective mechanism so greg roscoff the founder of met explains like how when we're walking on ice for instance the first thing we do is we tighten up. Mm-hmm. And that's the body trying to protect it. But all this time, what we've been trying to do
0: is take away that tightness and then we feel crappier and crappier. Yeah, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm so tight, I need to go for a massage. Right. And I know for me, anytime I go for a massage, I feel, unless it's like a relaxing one, which never <laughs> happens because the second I lie down, the person is like, oh, you're so tight. <laughs> You need me to do some active release. You need all these muscles broken up. And I'm like, or knots rather. And I'm like, I just wanted a hot stone massage. And they're like, no, you need a sports massage. And then I leave and I feel like I've been in a car wreck. Yeah. Literally. Took away the only thing that was holding you together. Yeah. And then you have all these other problems that start trickling down.
1: Right. Right. But not saying the massage itself is not good because when I was pregnant, that was the only thing that actually helped me.
0: Yeah. So there's a, there's a place
1: for every therapy out there and really we can all work together.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I mean, I think that, um, it's going back to some of my workouts. I think it's all about balance too, because I can do like crazy CrossFit workouts and then I can do a spin class and then I am like ready for restorative yoga. (laughs) That's, That's like the end of it. Yeah. Listen to your body. Yeah, but I think so many people don't do, and it's funny because when I was taking that beginner course for MAT, it was interesting how, and I see it too with people's health and well being is, people start to their bodies start to overcompensate for these weaknesses, and and one of the instructors was like, yeah, this guy came into my office and was literally like shoulder was basically leaning right down close to his chest and he was limping and he acted as if that was normal to him. And he said, you know, like, and I always say this to people who feel like crap all the time. And I used to believe it too. Like this, that's not normal. You don't have to feel like that. You can make changes and you can do things that kind of like balance, rebalance your body.
1: Yep. Yeah. Instead, we give high fives for being sore and high fives for, you know,
0: pushing, push through mm. the pain. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, guess I have done my fair d- <laughs> pushing through the pain. <laughs> right. But, but you know what? Speaking of, restorative yoga and stuff like that because I just started getting into yoga and I'm actually going to put myself through the teacher training soon. It's <laughs> something that really speaks to me and uh-huh. when something speaks to me, I just make the time for it because it's, it's important for me and it's becoming important in my husband's life as well and I'm seeing the difference. But things like restorative yoga, it has a way of detoxing the body and it can even soothe the digestive system as well. What about MAT? Like, can that be linked to the digestive system in any way? And how, how would you say that you can utilize MAT to improve digestion, for example?
1: Mm, I guess definitely indirectly it would. If yeah. MAT is allowing you to exercise better, more efficiently, and pain-free, then you would actually want to exercise. And we know uh, exercise has all kinds of benefits with um digestion anywhere from there to well pretty much everything stress yeah from all those angles then we would indirectly affect the digestion yeah absolutely
0: i totally agree with that yeah and then who knows
1: like the we're pretty much working with the whole muscular system so if we manage to get that to work better then most likely it is affecting pretty much everything inside.
0: Yeah. It's all, it's all, it's so funny because once I started studying the digestive system, it's like, it's everything is so interconnected that Mm. if that digestive system is off, then everything else is off too. And part of, you know, like uh, detoxing your lymph system, for example, well, your lymph system isn't actually on a pump like your heart is. So the only thing that will really detox that is getting a pump at the gym. Right, Right. moving. Yeah. So, talking about the gym, (laughs) because I spent half my life in there, and I'm (laughs) sure you spent a lot of time in there too. Uh huh. Let's say, how would you say that a typical workout? So, you know, some of the stuff that you're seeing people do in the gym. um, How would you say that that can is tearing the body down rather than building it up, and you know, do we need to stop doing these certain workouts or can we begin to modify them? Or is there certain uh, things that we can add into our workouts to strengthen the body as opposed to always feeling broken when, when we work out? Yeah,
1: I think first thing we should get away from is the no pain, no gain mentality. Because again, we're just looking to really push, do more, do heavier, do longer workouts when really we should uh, pay attention to how your body is feeling, and not just physically, because everything becomes part of the equation, like your intellectual, your emotional that day, your stress level, what you ate, everything affects the workout. If we went from that perspective, I think we would do more good than actually breaking down. One of my colleagues uh, from the MAT world, he says exercise can do three things. Exercise can make you better, Mm-hmm. Or exercise can keep you the same, or it can actually start breaking you down and make you worse.
0: Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Well, and it's it just makes sense because I right. mean there were certain things that I was doing in my twenties that I'm I, I'm I still have the ability to do, but I'm just not as stupid as I was in my twenties, and I'm not going to put my body through that because there does and you hear about overtraining all the time, right? And the thing that when you are Clear, like closing it on 40, that you start thinking about is Am I a professional athlete? Am I getting sponsorships or paid to do this? <laughs> Absolutely not. So, why the heck am I doing this to myself? Because <laughs> living your, you know, being productive every day and not being crippled from workouts is more important to me now than, yeah. you know, doing like a thousand air squats and not being able to sit down on the toilet.
1: Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> I actually hate, hate being too sore to do anything. Like I think the whole purpose of exercise should be to give you more energy. So you feel good. So you Absolutely. feel balanced. Yeah. And once you know that balance and how your body can feel when more muscles are working for you, um you, you yeah you don't want to break it down
0: no it's a fine line i agree with that
1: yeah and uh, that's one more thing that we should do we should make sure that the workout is not um like you're not working against the body and that's what met does too we really work with the body making sure that we're finding where you should start where your weaknesses are because you're only as strong as your weakest link so if we can find those and build a program your workout program from those weak muscles, then we can really get to another level of stronger and more balance.
0: Yeah, totally. I found one of these interesting stories that I heard in my class was the instructor was talking about a bodybuilder who he was working with. And she just kept thinking that she was having a hard time getting her abs to come out right before her show. And she kept thinking you know, that she was bloated or it was what she was eating. So she's paring down, paring down, paring down. And there's only so much you can do when you start pulling back on the carbs and like getting show ready
1: right. because
0: you still want to keep your size. So he did some MAT on her and he said like within two sessions, her abs were ripped, oh, wow. which is fantastic. Wow. I heard that story and I was just like, well, can you do that to me right now? <laughs> can we have abs right now? <laughs> yeah. So maybe you can, can you share one of your biggest success stories with MAT? It's a hard one. I think everyone's different and every client brings me like a different
1: kind of fulfillment. One of my clients who had Parkinson, he was, you know, walking with a cane before and then by working on his feet, working on his core, we were able to get rid of that cane. So he was able to walk better. He was able to, and he had a grandson at that point. So he was able to be more of a playful grandfather. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I have too many. <laughs> I have the other young one who, you know, like told me that she was, uh, that was actually last week. She told me, thank you, thank you for helping her improve her, her gym and she got 90s. And that, that's uh, just another kind of warming my heart. So,
0: so you're changing lives. <laughs> yeah, you know, anything
1: can happen. Actually, I should mention, yeah, maybe one of my biggest success stories is um, when I treated Phil Cullen from Def Leppard from backstage in 2016 so you know I use that as like well anything can happen <laughs> how did that happen one of my clients I was his um, him and his wife's birthday no anniversary present <laughs> oh my god I love it <laughs> <laughs> so we, I booked the day off we went downtown and then watching the concert I was like ah, oh, you know I just treated that guy <laughs>
0: That is amazing, and you were like his gift. (laughs) Oh my god, I love that. So yeah, anything can happen. Just keep doing it. Yeah, and I get—I mean, I never even really thought about that. But these guys, like rock stars, must need some serious. Yeah, he's in one position playing the guitar for I don't know how many hours. Yeah. And then you think about like violinists and all of these. Oh, yeah.
1: I've had one actually has seen so many therapists and they were all giving her exercises. But the exercises itself was breaking her down because she was always stuck in that position. And we had to break down all the exercises to really, really like the lowest, lowest, lowest level that that muscle could handle and could tolerate. And then we were able to slowly add more and more exercises, but we really need to get down to the level of what the muscle can tolerate. And that's what, uh, going back to the question you had before about how do we change and modify workouts? We need to find those ones first, and then do just enough to be able to target those guys. Then they can participate in your normal, whatever, sit up squats, um lunges what we do you know usually that looks like a workout
0: yeah yeah no Mm -hmm. totally get it and and you know then you have all all muscles firing yes (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing and and then you you have a better workout and i'm sure you're well i mean some of the things that i was doing is i was just going in the gym breaking my body back right back down which was so ridiculous and you know I find like I can get myself through even now I can get myself through a brutal CrossFit class Mm -hmm. and I don't do it very often anymore but the odd time I like to go and uh, break myself down and then I come to come and see you and you're like oh my gosh (laughs) But like, I can get through a class like that and then feel okay. And then literally I'm driving and I'm reaching for something in my back seat, or I'm like getting out of the shower and I slip a little bit and I tweak something pretty bad. I think that being plant-based, my recovery time is a lot faster, which is great. But an injury like that, I mean, can you describe what actually happens to our body with that type of incident occurring? You know, like how does that, Tweak and I know the tweak is like an accumulation of all of the abuse that I put my body through leading up to it, but maybe you can describe that breakdown process leading up to that tweak that happens.
1: Yeah, it's exactly what you said it's the accumulation of stresses that we didn't deal with properly in the first place. So, all those compensations that pretty much stayed, and if you think of our body like a chain. And if more and more of those chains gets damaged, or those sorry, those links in those chains gets damaged then, but never really get repaired properly at the root of it, and we just put a bend aid on it, then the whole integrity of that chain is affected. And it takes less and less to throw you back out, for instance. In terms of what's happening inside is that the stress Whether it was exercise, you know what, and stretching could be a stress if we're stretching way past our range of motion, or any injuries, overuse, or trauma would create inflammation in the body, and that causes the neuromuscular connection to be altered. So when the brain calls the muscles to work, they don't pick up the phone on time, or they just don't pick up the phone. So when they don't, that's when the other muscles have to step up, and then these guys get tired, and then they need to start to need other muscles and to take over, and hence why compensation just spreads everywhere, and why your foot issue could be contributing to your frozen shoulder, for instance. Yeah, and when those muscles are under a state of inflammation, they no longer fire or contract as efficiently as they should, and thus their force tolerance decrease So, something like walking could become too hard if the muscles have really low tolerance. As soon as you walk, they
0: would start breaking down, and that's what causes injuries later. Absolutely. And I, and, I, and going back a little bit to uh, just because the pain is say in the shoulder, it doesn't mean that that's where the muscle weakness is. Have you ever had, have you ever had a client where you start at their feet and they're like, wait, I told you my shoulder was hurting. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how I, <laughs> and, and, and I guess you just have to explain what you just explained right now. Like kind of like it all kind of interconnects and works together. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll check the shoulder as well just to
1: see the ranges of motion there but then i'll still work with where your body is showing us and that's another different big difference with the met process versus all the other process is that there's no diagnosis there's no protocols to follow what we're really following is just the rules of your body your body is telling me where i need to go so if you have tightness in one area that's likely the area that there's weaknesses around so yeah. then I'm going to use the muscle test to, to test um, if the muscles are weak or not. And I've treated many
0: back bulging discs, herniated discs with just working on the feet. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm yeah. sure some people are like, how did working on my feet fix my back? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. now they know. But um they
1: know and they felt it. Yeah, And, and it yeah. is one of those things you
0: need to feel to understand fully. <laughs> oh, totally. So one of the things that, I want to bring up is, and I'm going to add your Instagram handle to our show notes because you do some workouts with your twins who are (laughs) adorable. Like, I can't, they're so (laughs) cute. And everyone needs to see these videos because they're so cute. I think you've been in the fitness industry for a while or into, like, you've been in a gym basically a pretty long time and you have these twins. So I'm sure you're very busy. But how does becoming a mom? of these two very busy twins and being a business owner, how does that change your workouts? And how are you, I know how you're incorporating some of them because I've seen your videos, but Mm -hmm. if you can tell our listeners, like how, how can other moms out there start incorporating workouts with their kids so that it's uh, so that they're maximizing their time in the gym or maybe not even in the gym, but they're maximizing their workouts and you know, they're keeping their kids busy as well. Mm -hmm. I would say
1: definitely shorter workouts whenever you can. Whenever you can, anywhere. I was doing it when they were young, between naps, or when they were already in bed. Or in the videos that you see, that would be our attempt to work out together. (laughs) Or to work out with them around just playing. Yeah, and, and, and in terms of the workout itself, it's really going back to really following what my body wants. In terms of aches and pains and tightness. And that's all I did for the first two, three years. Because um, I had a lot of back pain around my mid back I think that 's where I felt most of my discomfort or tightness in the second year as a girl started to get heavier because I had two, so i didn 't do you know the hip thing where you carry the baby on the side when you pop your hip out, but instead, I did the leaning back so oh, I could hold no. both together, and so all of that pressure went right into that mid back, so most of my workouts were just to help those overworked muscles, so I would activate everything that was probably not doing their work that was causing that mid back to fire up constantly. So I would work a lot of abs, a lot of psoas, a lot of glutes. Plus I had all kinds of other um, uh, things that happened through the pregnancy. My low doses became more pronounced, the arches of my feet collapsed. And yeah, and it took nine months to, to get to that. So I knew, and I was really patient with the process of getting all these muscles to fire. To fire well. Yeah, I strongly believe that we should tell all moms postpartum that they should rehab their abs because essentially it was trauma or a really prolonged stress. And I'm not trying to scare anyone getting pregnant, but I think we really are missing out on doctors telling us that rehab is important. Because if we don't feel good into our bodies, I for me, I don't feel so good. So when, when my body was working better, when I felt more balanced and I had more muscles working, I felt more energy. I could hold the babies longer without pain. And that changed my whole experience of at night when I had to breastfeed, it would be night and day if my back was in pain or not.
0: And I think I I love when you said just like to kind of get them in short workouts whenever you can, because I think that there's this huge, there's this immense pressure that new moms have. I mean, anyone who goes on to Instagram knows that, that it's like, you see these Instagram moms who are like filtered to the max, but they're like, Hey, I'm back in my jeans and I'm working out and I'm doing backflips. And it's like, okay, let me see what happens um, during all the other times that you're not taking pictures for Instagram or video
1: right right and and it's so not about just how you look it's about how you feeling how your body is healing from the inside and yeah. we should really 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 stop with the whole get your body back as in the only how it looks we should really focus instead on feeling better and 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 uh getting all those muscles to work again to to fire properly
0: yeah, absolutely. So, would you ever consider holding, like, or maybe you have already, a um, mom toddler class?
1: Yeah, why not? <laughs> the kids are always watching, right? They're learning by example. So, if we can set an example of being an important, um, of exercise being important and fun, then they'll more likely be active.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that would be so cute.
1: It would. But then, you know what? It might, yeah, it might be lots of pauses. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Crying, crying. Actually, now they tell me what to do. Mama, how about we do this one?
0: Oh my God, I love that.
1: <laughs> so maybe, maybe like a toddler-led class.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so final question for you, Jen. Uh, in hindsight, or, or we know that hindsight is twenty-twenty,
1: mm-hmm. um, And
0: I can go back and, and look at a lot of things that I have done in the past that I was like, oh, what the heck? Mm-hmm. So if you could go back and teach younger Jen something that you learned later in life, but wish that you had have learned earlier in life, what would that lesson be?
1: I think I would tell her to never diet ever in the first place because <laughs> I think everything starts to get messed up with when you adopt that diet mentality because everything becomes about weight loss. So what you're eating becomes about weight loss and not about health. So you start to choose things that are low calories instead of nutritious, right? And yeah. same for the workouts. Like When you're just focusing on weight loss, you're just focusing on burning as much calories as you can, doing faster, more, stronger, whatever, and not listening to, oh, my knee's starting to hurt, but I should push to that pain. So I think if we had health in mind rather than weight loss, it would be a totally different approach and a totally different experience.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that There's so many, and that's why I love that plant-based nutrition is becoming more and more popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I would hate to say trendy because I feel like it's here to stay. And I think that people are looking for to optimize their health over, and sure, by default, you're lowering your fat intake anyway on a plant-based diet. So you're going to lose weight if you choose to. Right. But I just think that it's such a positive lifestyle to be living. And especially mm-hmm. today, because there's so many options out there where it's more body positive as opposed to, you know, like certain other fad diets that have coming quickly gone, but right. that are all about like shedding weight immediately. And it's not sustainable either.
1: It's so not sustainable. And uh, yeah, we should focus on weight loss being like the side effect of you focusing on health first, decreasing inflammation,
0: feeling, feeling good. Yeah. Fixing your body internally and inevitably externally, but also like your mind too. Like there's just so much around that, that certain diets just do not take into consideration and like carb depleting. You just become miserable. And who the heck, and first of all, it's not sustainable, but who the heck wants to live like that anyway? No, it's still not sustainable. And I've tried it all. I've tried all kinds of diets. And yeah, we could, we
1: could probably have another episode on just binge eating and how the whole diet
0: mentality pretty much destroyed um, my relationship with food. Oh, um, you know what? That's another topic. You are coming back <laughs> on. <laughs> right? Part two.
1: It's a whole different thing. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, to me, yeah, the first diet ever, I think if I could have avoided that, then I would have never get into that rabbit hole of trying to find yourself and fill yourself with food. You look a certain way only. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I feel like with age and time, certain things that were very important to us let's say even in our teens is like yeah. you look back and you're just like, oh my gosh, why did I even care? <laughs> so but true. you did, but you did care. <laughs> yeah. So true. Well, yeah. Jen, I want to thank you so much for coming on. You are amazing. And we are going to do part two because oh, I love that topic <laughs> that you brought up. So that needs to be talked about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming Thank on. you for having me and thank you for all of what you're doing. Thank you. Hey guys, Jennifer Z here. I just wanted to take a little bit of time out and thank all of my listeners for tuning in and subscribing and liking and commenting and providing some feedback on the podcast. Some of you have reached out to tell me about certain episodes that have resonated with you and certain guests who have helped you along your own plant based journey. And I just think that it's so wonderful. And that is the whole point of this podcast is to share the plant-based lifestyle with all of you. So thank you very much for liking and commenting and reaching out to me. And if you have any ideas or any guests who you would like to hear on this podcast, Feel free to reach out to me at jenniferzee.com. So that's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, Z-E-E. dot c o m. Thank you so much. I also wanted to share with you one of one of my largest projects to date, and that is my Mastering Your Life with Plant-Based Nutrition. It's an online summit that I created with. 20 of the world's top thought leaders in plant-based nutrition. Now, I had world-renowned doctors and professional athletes, nutritionists and celebrities, all talking about the plant-powered way of life. My summit participants shared their secrets to improving their health with plant-based living. And also, they provided some tips and tricks and stories on how they're helping other people make that transition to the plant-powered lifestyle, and also how they help their clients and their patients and friends and family members all begin to thrive by living the plant-based lifestyle. Some of my incredible summit guests include Dr. Joel Furman, Dr. Joel Kahn, professional basketball player, Mr. John Sally, and the best-selling author of and creator of Goodbye Lupus, Dr. Brooke Goldner, just to name a few. So if you're new to plant-based living and you're a little bit overwhelmed with all of the information out there, or you're living the plant-based lifestyle, this summit is great for you because you really, it's like picking the brains of 20 world-renowned plant-based experts the information and the conversations and the stories that they share are completely invaluable. And I had so much fun creating this summit that I may be creating another one in the future, but for now I wanted to share this summit with you because there's so much information within each and every conversation and it's really gonna help you initially make that transition to the plant-based lifestyle or amp up your current plant-based lifestyle. So if you want to head on over to plantbasedmasterysummit.com, the address will be in the show notes. Then for the entire month, I am offering this online summit for 50% off I want to make sure that it's accessible for all of my listeners on this podcast. So head on over and join the summit and either get started on your plant-based journey today or amp up that plant-powered lifestyle that you have going on. I'll talk to you guys soon.